Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Linda Lopez, and here are today's top local stories. Hurricane Lee continues to strengthen as it pushes across the Northern Caribbean. It is far out in the Atlantic and is not expected to hit U.S. land, but overnight Hurricane Lee became a huge Category 5 storm, meaning winds of 160 miles an hour. That could mean dangerous beach conditions on the East Coast in a couple of days and on Caribbean islands before then. Large swells likely to reach the Lesser Antilles the Virgin Islands, and Puerto Rico through the weekend. National Hurricane Center spokeswoman Maria Torres. That's correspondent Tom Fody. For now, AccuWeather says, AccuWeather says the risk of New York City getting a direct impact of rain or wind from the storm is between 30 and 40 percent, but it's a different story in the Caribbean. Forecasters say Lee could generate dangerous waves of up to 15 feet over the weekend across the northern coast of Puerto Rico and other nearby islands. The NYPD is asking for the public's help tracking down the man wanted in a violent attack in the Gramercy Park neighborhood of Manhattan. Investigators say the suspect rode his moped up to a 24-year-old man one afternoon last month in the area of 2nd Avenue and 23rd Street, slammed him over the head with a glass bottle, and then rode off. Fortunately, the victim wasn't seriously injured. Anyone who knows anything about the suspect is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 800-577-TIPS. Meantime, a deadly shooting is under investigation in the University Heights section of the Bronx. Police say the victim, 30-year-old Angel Rojas, was found on Sedgwick Avenue near 179th Street last night with several gunshot wounds to the torso and died at the hospital a short time later. No word yet on a motive for the shooting and, so far, no arrests. Governor Murphy has named the replacement for the late Sheila Oliver. Today, it is my incredible honor to introduce New Jersey's next Lieutenant Governor, Secretary of State, Tahisha Leela Way. Tahisha, congratulations. Way, the wife of former New York Giants running back Charles Way, has served as New Jersey Secretary of State since Murphy took office in 2018 and is expected to stay in that role going forward. Murphy calls her a proven public servant with a superb record of accomplishments who he says will help finish the job that he and Sheila Oliver started. Oliver died last month at the age of 71 after a battle with a still undisclosed illness. 
Well, after more than a week, the four-foot alligator spotted at Victor Crowell Park in Middlesex, New Jersey, has finally been captured. It turns out someone spotted the gator last night right in the middle of the road in front of someone's home in Piscataway, about three miles from the park. A Piscataway patrol officer was among the first to the scene, put a leash around the animal's neck, then held it until New Jersey Fish and Wildlife could arrive. The gator has since been relocated to the Cape May County Zoo. Some of the heroes of 9-11 suffering from the toxic exposure in the days, weeks, and months after the attacks are telling their stories. As we near the 22nd anniversary of the attack on our city, the suffering is going on. 33,000 first responders are struggling with a 9-11 related illness or injury. In fact, 4,000 firefighters have been diagnosed with some form of cancer. 10,000 FDNY members, that's right, 10,000 have at least one certified World Trade Center-related health condition, according to the Uniform Fire Officers Association. They'll be speaking out today to remind the public about all of this and the horrible suffering that goes on for so many first responders. Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM in Lower Manhattan. Well, what started as a moped raid at a shelter for asylum seekers in Brooklyn ended in a brawl and a number of arrests. Witnesses say NYPD officers were responding to calls about unregistered mopeds in the area of Flushing Avenue and Jefferson Street yesterday morning. And when a truck showed up to confiscate the bikes, chaos erupted, with some of the bike's owners attacking the officers. In the end, the alleged attackers were arrested on charges including weapons possession, disorderly conduct, obstruction, harassment, and inciting a riot. Some of the residents of the area tell the Daily News this is the second time police have responded because of unregistered mopeds. But at least one asylum seeker whose bike was confiscated said he uses it to make deliveries and it's the only way he can make a living. Well, the head of a big business group has some insight into the warnings from the mayor about the effects this migrant crisis will have on New York City. When Mayor Adams says the migrant crisis will destroy New York City, Catherine Wilde says he's not down on the Big Apple. He's saying the price tag for migrant care will have major ripple effects. As the mayor points out, we're going to face very difficult and uh, impossible choices. Wilde heads the New York City Partnership, an organization representing big business. She's encouraged by the White House response to their letter, sending resources here to register migrants. That is allowing us to now move forward with the city and state on training programs and lining up employers who can hire. But she says there has to be a plan to stop the flow, and that is a national issue. Julia Papa, 1010 Winds on 92.3 FM. Five people were hurt in an early morning fire today in the Belmont section of the Bronx. The FDNY says it received the call just after 5.30 this morning to respond to the two-story home on East 184th Street near Webster Avenue. Firefighters placed that fire under control about 40 minutes later. The FDNY says a lithium-ion battery was found on the first floor of the two-story home, but say they're still working to determine the cause of the fire. Some long-distance runners will be honoring the anniversary of 9-11 with a run from the U.S. Pentagon near Washington, D.C. to Ground Zero in New York City. Erin Cunningham is one of the people who will be starting the 245-mile run today. She told 1010 Winds it's important for her to do because her father worked near the towers and had to flee the scene when the planes hit. I have gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of people. You know, you're crazy. Why are you doing this? That's so long. Um, 
but it's really it's something so much bigger than us and each individual runner and even the teams. After the event begins, individuals have a choice to run to Ground Zero or to bike to Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Those who will be on the run will be on a route that will take them by monuments in Washington, D.C., the Inner Harbor in Baltimore, down Broad Street in Philadelphia, and then a beautiful run along the Hudson River. The journey ends at the 9-11 Memorial in Lower Manhattan. Well, a new report shows today that the NYPD has already paid out $50 million in misconduct lawsuits so far this year. That data comes from an analysis by the Legal Aid Society, which says that at this rate, payouts for the entirety of 2023 could go to almost $100 million, And that would surpass the payout amounts from 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021 combined. And the report says the total payouts for police misconduct are likely even higher because those numbers don't include matters that were settled with the New York City Comptroller's Office before they reached formal litigation. Many of those 2023 settlements came from police brutality cases stemming from the 2020 racial justice protests. The Legal Aid Society is calling on Police Commissioner Edward Caban to show New Yorkers that NYPD will, quote, take the steps needed to truly hold officers accountable. Thanks for listening to the all local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.